Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Leaf Card, your home for Canadian soccer news and views. My name is Jacob and we're going to be talking about the Canadian Premier League's playoffs of the first match and the second round and also the semifinals with Calvary FC and Forge FC and the Pacific FC versus Halifax Wanderers and we could all, and also York United with Pacific FC. And also, we're going to be reacting to the 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup and also promotion relegation being into League One Ontario for their upcoming season. And to talk about this, this is Jason, Jason Whistle and say hello to it. Jacob, how are you doing today? Great. But to... To be honest, to talk about it, the fixtures rundown, it says it all. If you were talking about the Canadian national team came down in a friendly match in Japan, losing to them 4-1. That's going to be a a bit of a tough hit, and it's unfortunate, but I mean, it, it is just a friendly. It is, it's demoralizing. You have to think, you know, losing four to one, but it's not like they lost to a team that wasn't good. Japan obviously is, you know, they're always going to be tough competition, but a four one loss that that's not going to bring up your morale going into, you know, the stretch that leads towards the World Cup. Not just that; it's just a, fr- and you, I agree, it's a friendly match. Japan has been doing so well in their friendlies, and they beat in Germany. Also, that's a wow factor. And just for Canadians out there, everyone's going to be now focusing on the CONCACAF Nations League and see see who how how they go. And it will be it'll be in Canada, in Toronto, Ontario. Something to have a great feeling about this. I I see some positives and negatives coming down, but now. We could talk about the Canadian Premier League of, by far, how the playoffs went. Well, I mean, if you had asked me, and you did ask me, uh, at the beginning of the season, if we were going to be looking at a team like York in the mix as far as the playoffs go, you know, this is a team that really had a wonderful turnaround midseason. You know, they were, they started off poorly. Yeah, there's there's zero question about that. But look at what they did, and now they're they're in the dance, and this is going to be very very interesting for them. Yeah, and this is this is something I from the beginning of the prediction of the of the regular season, I did not know how Atletico Ottawa was at the at the start. I thought they from the beginning, I picked. Atletico Auto most likely to struggle, not be in first place. Because their roster, I did I didn't because you had Atletico Auto scrambling in, in the transfer market. You could not not even think what how did manage, management go? And look at look how they did. They they suffered so much in in the regular season, and 
you look at at um how Atletico Ottawa feels like losing to York United. That was a key match to even clinch to the playoffs. I I just have to say this, but um I struggled so hard to predict York United and Atletico Ottawa to take that fifth spot. And no question about it. I was right that Valor FC, Vancouver FC, and any other ones. I always picked Pacific FC would be in it, Calvary FC would be in it, Forge FC. We all know that they will be in the playoffs. But I have to, I did have to say this. I kind of predicted this in this regular season. It, it was no question about it. It was always going to be the Ontario teams. And I have to give both teams credits of how they how they went. I mean, the thing with Ottawa is that this is the team that, of course, had the biggest drop from last year. And yes, did they struggle? Absolutely. Yes. Did they, you know, have a lot of questions and a lot of holes to fill going into the season? Yes, of course they did. Um, I don't know. And I, I, I predicted Ottawa to do much better than they did. And clearly I was wrong. I have no problem saying that. But the thing is, we knew Vancouver was not going to be in the mix. We knew Valor was more than likely not going to be into the mix. And when you consider just how much York struggled at the beginning, especially with a lot of questions about ownership and it, it wasn't looking good. It was not looking good. You know, Pacific had a very much a yo-yo season where it wasn't that long ago where we were talking about them, you know, topping the table and, and dominating. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's near the end. It's like, well, they just made it in like who? Yes. Cavalry and forge. They were the easy, they were the easy bets. Halifax, you know, coming in and doing pretty well and getting a decent spot for themselves. Kudos to them for that. But now, you're looking at this and going, who moves forward? And this is going to be interesting because that first match of Pacific versus York, that's going to be a doozy of a match. Yeah. And right now, I let it go out of them. Right now, they could just laugh at York United not even, not even winning that round. Pacific FC wins in the dying moment 1-0 with former... Former Ottawa Fury FC player, Reed. Well, I mean, you know, if we get Pacific and York in that first match, right? It's it's going to be interesting to see who moves forward in that one. And, of course, we've got the new playoff format as well, right? Now we've got that extra team in there. Now we've got that extra round, like those extra chances. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing when you're with the whole... First round, uh, the first team versus second place team. That winning winning team goes to the finals. No question. Oh, yeah. And that, that match, you know, Cavalry versus Forge. This was more than likely going to be the match of the people. Most people would have predicted for a final. And now you're going to get that right off the bat. It's not like you're not going to have a chance at that matchup for the final. Cause of course, you know, whoever loses out of that, that initial matchup, 
they're going to have a chance to redeem themselves and still make it to the final. Um, Cavalry and Forge for the, you know, for the whole kit and caboodle, but also for a step into the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And that's going to be very, very interesting. Yes, Cavalry already has their, their ticket punched for, for topping the table. Yeah. But I wonder, you, you almost have to wonder, right? If Cavalry wins against Forge in their first match and they make it to the final, where's the... You know, where, where's the, the incentive? Obviously, to win it all, of course, it's going to be the incentive. But if the eyes are on CONCACAF, does it matter who wins then? Because the other it's team's going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. So really, it's it's a, a fight between, you know, Forge, Halifax, Pacific, and York for that last spot into the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Yeah, and um, Calvary FC... Losing to Forge FC, mm-hmm. and now gets their second t- uh, chance to that. They lo- uh, so final score, Calvary FC one, Forge FC two. So give credit a lot. That was a good match. That was a good uh, match for Calvary FC trying to get back in that match, but didn't didn't survive that. But right now, we could go to Pacific FC. Moving on to the Atlantic. Halifax Wanderers, kind of a lot of drama in the ending. Final score goes to Pacific FC winning 1-0. And to be honest, that was one of the best matches I've seen so far in this playoffs. And now you've got Pacific going against Cavalry. Yeah. With a team that they have not beaten at all. You take a look at the last scores, right? October 7th, Cavalry 3-0 over Pacific. Now, August 27th, Cavalry 1-0 over Pacific. July 8th, Cavalry 2-1 over Pacific. Like, it's been, you know, you have to go back to April 23rd for a one-all draw. And it doesn't bode well for Pacific at all. But the interesting thing here is going to be that extra motivation. If Pacific wins somehow against Cavalry, there's a shot at CONCACAF. Yeah. Right? But if Cavalry wins, the Cavalry wins, the Forge be automatic. Which, more often than not, if, if anyone's putting money down on that, that's pretty much how it's going to play out. But I've been so wrong on so many uh, predictions this year that uh, I don't ever take my bet on anything but you have to think that there's the incentive for Pacific right there you know Cavalry's already lost Cavalry's already you know now fighting to get back into it but there's really no incentive they're they're going to CONCACAF no matter what the incentive is winning this tournament the incentive is winning the CPL championship so we like we think this goes down to for Pacific FC versus Calvary FC. I think it comes down to Pacific's goaltending, which at the beginning of the season was its strongest suit, and now it's probably their biggest question mark at this point. 
And they've done well in the playoffs so far. They have. But you're now going to against Cavalry. And that's that's not an easy task. And they're going to have to do something that they haven't done all season. And that's win. Win against Cavalry. And I don't think Cavalry is going to give them that opportunity. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it is David versus Goliath at this point. Yeah, and uh, defend like you have to have your back positions ready for 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 this match. You need that defensive mindset to win this match, and also be ready for trying to make goals. And it's always what is the right strategy for this match, and it. And right now you have Emil Gazdov is actually doing well for Pacific FC. He's doing really well just from York United. And that's the thing. Gazdov at the beginning of the season was the engine that was driving the bus. And I think he could be the X factor in this game. If Pacific comes in with a decent defensive plan to shut down Cavalry, don't let them have those chances. Don't let, don't let them anywhere near the net. And I think if they can bog it down midfield and wait for those breaks, then there's a possibility. If they come at this with a very defensive pl- you know, mindset, there's that possibility. You know, score for show, defense for dough. And if they can shut down Cavalry and not give them the opportunities then they do. They have that chance. But I don't think I don't think they do. I don't think they have that ability to to dominate cavalry. But I've again I've been wrong. You know, the the so far, the playoffs, been one nothing games. Right? So they it's been clean sheets for Pacific. It's been solid defense. But to go from York to Halifax to Cavalry it's a different beast that you're playing against and yeah, you know, it could go either way. But the other thing too is even if they make it past cavalry to, you know, to face off against forge forge has beaten them three games out of four this, this season. So you go from two teams who were middle of the pack long, along with Pacific. And now you're going up against, now, for lack of a better term, the titans of the league. Yeah. And right now, all the Canadian Premier League fans just waiting that finals. Not just for that match. They're just waiting for that new trophy, the North Star Cup, mm-hmm. to be revealed. And right now, most, like, most likely, see the, the third Canadian team to be in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It's kind of what we would talk about of the new format for the CONCACAF Champions Cup with 27 teams. Almost an entire new... It, it is. It's, a, it's an entire new round added to the to the championship. You've gone from four rounds now to five rounds with some teams getting the automatic advance. Obviously, Miami, they've already made it to the round of 16 you know, by being the League's Cup champions. Uh, Pachuca being uh, your League MX champions, um, they're already going to make it to that second round, that round of 16. But then you have 
Vancouver has already, you know, punched their ticket by winning the Canadian champions. Uh, Cavalry, as we mentioned, they're all, they've punched their ticket to the first round as well. Um, Independiente is in. Real Esteli is in. Aljulente Herdano. Aluante. Aluante, thank you. Again, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> so never take my pronunciations as as um anything close to what it should be. Uh Nashville, Philadelphia, UANL, Toluca, Guadalajara, Monterey, uh, America, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Orlando, and Houston. I've already punched their ticket into this tournament. Funny thing about the uh, Houston Dynamo FC. They were automatically, they and they were in because they were the runner-ups of the U.S. Open, of the U.S. Open Cup. That's a shocker. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's still opportunities to make it past that opening round and into the round of 16. Now, Canadian fans will, will appreciate this. If Vancouver wins the MLS Cup, then Montreal gets to qualify because they were the runners-up in the Canadian Championship. So yeah. there is still the possibility of even... No, I actually... Yeah, I, I guess... Yeah. I guess it, I would agree with them. Or maybe it would be Vancouver Whitecaps actually moving up... Yeah, they would, to they the would ra- go straight to the round, round of, 16 of 16 if they win the MLS Cup. And Club de Foot Montreal would take the Canadian Championship round of six, 16, uh, round one. Exactly. So, so there's still, there's still a lot of questions too. I mean, obviously, whoever wins the Canadian Premier League Championship, that's going to be you know that's still up in the air, right? Which going back to that, right? Cavalry still has to beat Pacific to get you know to that that final. If Pacific wins, just just hypo, hypo, you know hypothetically speaking, if Pacific wins, is this an absolute failure for cavalry to, you know, to take the table, you know, to be the regular season champion and then to lose to forge right away. Okay. It happens. Forge is a very good team. There's zero denying this, but then to not even make it to the final, would you consider that on cavalry side, a major missed opportunity? I would say it would be yes and no, because you've you already qualified to the Concacaf Champions Cup for a reason of winning the regular season, and there's been there's been so many teams that were runner ups for the finals. You had Halifax Wanderers. You had always like the other like for example Atletico Ottawa in 2022, and more doubt, I would really, I would always say, the regular season from 2022, 2021, or 2019 still doesn't automatically put you in the CONCACAF champions. No. It doesn't. But I would always say, I would have to give credit of those teams doing really well. But always have your head up because there's always another season, another season, that you that this team would win it and qualify. But we've seen more than more Forge have succe- successfully been going to as known as the CONCACAF League, no longer 
and we're the first Canadian Premier League team to make the CONCACAF Champions uh, League. Well, the other thing, too, with Forge is that they've proven time and again that all you have to do is get to the dance and you have a chance. All the best advice rhymes. But that's the thing. They know whether they, they, they take the table or not. All you have to do is get to the playoffs and you have that ability to win it all. With Cavalry, you know, this isn't the first time that they've, you know, taken the table and then failed to win it all. Forge is a team with a mindset built for the playoffs. And that any league, any sport, it's been proven that all you have to do is make it to the playoffs. If you can, you have a chance. Yeah. And now, Forge already did what they needed to do. Get to the final. Cavalry, they still need to overcome Pacific, who are right now surging. And as much as we sat there and said, you know, Pacific hasn't beaten Cavalry all year. Tied once, but they haven't beat them all year. They haven't, you know. It they, just has to lead how how it goes into the playoffs. Regular season at this stage of the game does not mean a thing. Forge has proven it. Pacific could prove it. And I... I would not be surprised if Pacific can get past Cavalry, which is going to make that 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 final even more intense. Because then it's not it's not just the championship; it's Concacaf for whoever wins. There's there's no runner up prize at that point. You know, with if Cavalry beats Pacific, then yeah, it doesn't matter. Both those teams are going to go. Forge and Calvary, and yes, they're probably the two best teams to represent the CPL. Yeah, but part of me wants to see Pacific in there, and at least in the mix, at least have a chance. Yeah, at least they've they made the Concacaf League, right? And like we go also like this one, I I always uh, uh criticize about the Concacaf Champions Cup of their new format, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of people also criticized it and like for example um i've i've always said that every every league every country that has a soccer league should and they've oh and they've actually won the league or any domestic domestic cup should put them in the concacaf champions cup but now their new format is is saying, oh, you have to go to the Caribbean Cup, you have to go to the Central American Cup to to make it to the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Like, I, I think it doesn't make sense to make a a stage that is a cup to make to make it to a higher stage of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It, you know, I'm I'm gonna argue that one. I am going to argue that one, and it's completely based on exactly what we were just talking about, right? You can have a team that absolutely dominates during the regular season and then tanks, or at least doesn't meet up to the expectations in the playoffs, right? Let's take the CPL for argument's sake, okay? Cavalry wins the regular season. 
yes, that definitely deserves to be recognized. And I think Calvary has, you know, regardless of what happens against Pacific and eventually against Forge, Calvary has definitely earned their spot. But winning the championship is a lot harder than winning the table. And I think that, you know, winning those tournaments should absolutely give you a chance to bypass and go right to the round of 16. Obviously, you know, the, the MLS Cup, uh, the Central America Cup, these are the bigger tournaments. Those are the ones that definitely need to be rewarded because it's a much bigger playing field. I'm not... I, I, I agree that the CPL playoff champion shouldn't be automatically put into the round of 16. Yeah. I get that. Because it's a it's a much smaller playing field. It's it's a smaller league, not not as many teams, and you know, when you think about MLS, you know, you're ta- you're talking way more competition than you are with the CPL. So obviously the MLS Cup winner should get that that pass into the round of 16. I don't disagree with more teams getting in though or more leagues exactly because it's one of those things where the more teams the wider the wider the appeal the more chance of more eyes and this this tournament becoming much more celebrated just like the UEFA UEFA Champions League exactly you brought in all these European leagues and you have you have a stage of of qualifying rounds. Why does CONCACAF need like a Central American Cup oh, to qualify to go to the CONCACAF Champions Cup? Why need another uh, domestic cup for the Caribbean, the Central American? I disagree va- uh, so much on this one. Why not just have all the leagues come in to represent for it and just put them in Oh, this one, this uh, this league would be on this this round, this one, and you have major leagues and these bigger leagues. Oh, they they go to the group stage. They start from group stage. I think part of the the, the plan there, and, and just let me kind of talk through this mindset for a second here. Let's take a look at the FA Cup for a second. You have so many teams. English teams involved. But the thing is, and Welsh, exactly. But the thing is, you don't have as far to travel for these these tournaments, right? It's a lot of teams in a very small area, relatively speaking, in comparison to North and South America. Um, but here, you have to almost narrow it down regionally so you don't have as many teams having to travel obviously as you know gas prices go up plane travel costs go up like the cost of going to these tournaments and competing and whatnot yes is going to be covered a lot by the money the teams make from playoffs and postseason games and you know those those, that extra bonus gate receipt that they get for for doing so well but you know for someone to win the central american cup if you have too many of those leagues maybe not all of them can afford to make the travel based on the 
based on the regionality of who their opponent's going to be. Right? So it's it's not like you know, it, it should be regionally narrowed down, I think. And that's not a bad thing. I get that sometimes you're not going to maybe always get the teams that you think we're going to make to make it in there and at least it gives the opportunity for runners up to to make it to the first round and not bypass and go to the round of 16 but still I think regionality plays a factor in it based on the the, the size of the playing field and I, I, I mean that by North America and South America and you know having to go from place to place. So it's not like the FA Cup. The FA Cup it's a the much shorter distance from round to round as opposed to here. Yeah. Where you you would say about like a province for example. Yeah. And the the thing is too, you know, a lot of these places are like going, the Canadian Championship. Yeah. The, the there's the thing, right? Like for a team like Forge or Cavalry Right or Pacific, you know, there's always a, there, there's always that outside chance that it could be Pacific. Regardless of, they're not necessarily going to have the wealth of a team like a St. Louis or a Cincinnati or um, any of the other major Liga MX teams. Right, so for them to participate, that's a cost. It is a it's a it's a great thing to be able to be in the tournament to make it that far, but there's still a cost to it. Yeah, and saying the word of of like like the province, for example, League One Ontario getting promotion relegation for their upcoming season, and right now we're seeing they have who qualified for the premier round, uh, premier st- uh, tier. Alliance United FC, Oakville Blue Devils FC, Burlington FC, Electric City FC from Peterborough, Guelph United FC, Hamilton United, North Toronto Nitros, Pro Stars FC from Brampton, Scorosopi FC from Milton Vaughn, Sigma FC from Mississauga, Simcoe County Rovers from Barrie, Vaughn Azuri, League One Championship, BVB Academy, Waterloo, Derby FC, FC from Whitby, FC London, Master Football from Scarborough, North Mississauga, SC, St. Charles Roma Wolves, Unionville Malican SC, Windsor City FC, Woodbridge Strikers, and now League Two Ontario. Right now, have been announced three teams, and the three teams would be Dutch Connections FC, which is located in Scarborough, Rush Canada, located in Oakville, and Sudbury Cyclones from Sudbury. That's a long, long way for long way to travel. Oh, I've I've done that trip from Sudbury to Toronto. Um, you know, it's 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 not a bad trip, but you know, it's it's a it's a bit of a distance. But I mean, the thing here is that for the most part, for the most part, I think I think 
geographically, I think Peterborough is the furthest east that you're that you're going. You know, and then yeah, you know, yes, of course you're going to have Sudbury as being one of the most westernly points that you're dealing with here. Um, I don't know how I feel about relegation and promotion. I don't. And, and I say that because you have, at this, at this point, 21 teams coming out of last year. And you're, now you're separating that down to, you know, a, a bit of a smaller tiered system. Part of the problem with when you have too much sports is that there's just not enough sponsorship money to go around. Or too much teams. Yeah. You dilute the playing, you know, the, the, the players available to join. I like the fact that for the most part, um, the teams are fairly centralized as far as their, their travel goes. Like I, I don't think it makes sense for a city like Ottawa to be involved in this. Like, uh, we've heard about, um, Ottawa South United actually, um, actually competed in league one, Ontario. Decided, decided, oh, we're going to League One Quebec because of travel. Yeah. Yeah, and feel so, like I also feel sorry about uh, Ottawa South United that they only made nine wins. That's what I've heard. Uh, I keep on forgetting from the last... Last four seasons, I think. Last four seasons, when they, when they made, uh, when they decided to go to League One Quebec, that's not nine wins. That's not a good start. No, it's not. And the thing is, you know, for, rele- relegation is good for new teams. I think in that, you know, you have that ability to work your way up. Yeah, and. For the teams that are avail that that are able to work their way up to the the next the next grouping the next uh, you know that next level that's great that's absolutely great for that team. But if you're a fan of a you know for lack of a better term semi pro league, and your team is relegated, it's it can be a bit demoralizing for some of these players. Yeah, I mean, even the owners. Well, exactly, right? Because at some point they need to go to, you know, the local businesses and say, "We need to sell tickets, right? We need to find a way to help keep this thing going." Yeah, at least like I've seen, there is a lot of support with Guelph. There's a lot of support with Electric City FC. Mm-hmm. Like. Those are like that went uh, a huge popularity when when that happened, and Simcoe Simcoe also had a huge po- uh, popularity when they were established. And you have like former you have former Canadian players actually running it. Yeah, like some teams are going to have the resources like like a Vaughn Azuri is never not going to be you know without their their resources um they're a good strong team seemingly always have been you know they 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 have played in you know 
the Canadian Championship. Like there, there's there's visibility, and when there's visibility, there there's attention drawn. Now that being said, if you if you expand the Canadian Championship by a few teams, so not only do you have the top tier league champion, right? So in this case, you know Simcoe County. But if you also include the you know the tier two champion into the Canadian Championship as well, then then that legitimizes that second tier. And even though they may not have any hope of chance of actually winning it all, again, as we've mentioned earlier, all you have to do is get to the dance, and well, you have a chance. Well, Simcoe uh, Simcoe uh, County actually qualified to the 2024 Canadian Championship. No, but, but that's what I'm saying, right? You know, so if you take a look now going ahead, obviously you have to wait a year because you have to wait, you know, to, to have your Tier 2 champion, if you will. But let's let's just say for argument's sake. Tier 3. Well, exactly, right? But let's say for argument's sake, Woodbridge wins that, 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 that lower tier championship, right? And they're, uh, they're and the League One Championship. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best team in the teams that were relegated this year. They get promoted. Exactly, right? Put them in the Canadian Championship as well. Have that second tier mean something. Have them have that ability to, you know, to expand, to to grow, and give them that little something extra to fight for. Like, I, I thought that, um, I thought about this also, like, for the League One Premier or or maybe uh, maybe bring all the all the teams that are in League One Canada. That could have been a better idea. To to bring some competition in the Canadian Championship. Bring all the Canadian teams. Oh, absolutely! Like it's just like the FA Cup style, but for Canada. And but again, we fall into the same situation where. Travel costs money. Yeah. Again, again, you can have, you know, a really small team, you know, in the FA Cup go and play against Tottenham or Man U or Man City, and it may not be that far a drive. Yeah, right now, um, like the Canadian Championship, they decide, um, they actually decided East versus West. At this uh, at this point, they decided to um, hey, we're gonna try to lower the travel costs and decide the west west teams are gonna be versus the east east teams, and it'll it'll just lead to finals. At this point, that that's what was their new structure for the Canadian Championship, and that's how uh, how it was. I mean, I think too, there's an argument to be made for. Um, neutral ground tournaments you know if you were to do a neutral ground league one canada tournament then i think that makes sense well you mean like the cup uh, league quebec no but what i'm saying is you know you have your quebec champions you have your ontario champions you have your bc champions and they play in a tournament on somewhere in the middle of canada as as neutral ground, but that's also a decent way to help set up a like a League One Prairies slash Central Canada. But again, that's just me 
like the in, interprovincial cup. Yeah. That which the women's play. So yeah, about since that there's three teams been announced in Scarborough, Oakville, and Sudbury. Which city? Uh, which city should have a team? Well, as as mentioned, I don't think you want to go too far outside of that Southern Ontario kind of feel. Um, Ottawa doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. Peterborough is maybe about as far east as you want to go. Oh, well, you you could, in essence, make an argument for a Belleville. And maybe Kingston? Maybe if, Kingston. If they get... If they get Belleville. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, yes, you do have a team down in St. Catharines, but you could also make an argument for Niagara Falls. But I think St. Catharines also kind of covers that area as well. So it's, you want to have it in an area that, that, that kind of, you know, fits everything. And, and it's a, it's some um, thing that I think Sudbury, if they want to have a better travel Maybe maybe get a team from North Bay. That's a possibility. Um, like, I don't know if you want to go too far north either. Um, like, Thunder Bay might be a stretch, because then you're talking like no, I, I, drive. I said yeah. North Bay, yeah, not but, Thunder Bay. No, but what I'm saying is you don't want to go too far outside of where everyone else is. That's what I'm saying. Like, Thunder Bay doesn't make sense because, again, of travel costs. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's, that, that's a day, right? If you're, if you're traveling by bus... Right, by team bus, that's a day. So again, a Niagara Falls makes sense. Um, Belleville, you know, a, a, a Kingston, those those make sense because they're relatively easily travelable. Yes, it's gonna be a little bit longer going going all the way to a Sudbury, um, but still, I think there there's. There is some room to grow, but you also want to make sure that it's in a community that can handle it. Like a Lindsay, Ontario would be fine distance wise, but I don't know population wise it would work. Um, but I think there is there's there's room. Like Perth is decently close to Peterborough, but Perth again, a smaller town, a smaller community. Yeah, there might be room to play out there, but I don't think, you know, if you spread it out too thin, it's you're going to find yourself hurting for the ticket sales wherever you are. But maybe, but maybe again, maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe it is those small communities that embrace those teams and be able to help drive the, the sales that they need. But I mean... You want to keep it, I do think, in that southern Ontario, Sudbury to Peterborough kind of range and in and around there. Or so many academies in in League One Ontario. And also, they're also going to bring in reserve teams in League Two Ontario. So that's a that's also a good thing. Yeah. I, I, I think, in all honesty, Belleville is probably the best option but maybe a Trenton as well. Yeah, and also, um, I, I feel sorry about Pickering FC um, now losing their li- uh, losing their license for their senior team. That's a that's a big loss for Pickering FC, and 
as known as they used to have a team in King, Ontario. They used to have, as I mentioned, Kingston, Ontario, Aurora. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good one if they had one. Yeah, because you, you can tap into that Aurora New Market area for sure. Yeah, so maybe they'll maybe try, uh, they'll try to get some more teams in the Greater Toronto area, and or, or at least travelable enough. That are travel, yeah, you know, it's it's very interesting too because I'm you know I'm in a band and you know we have traveled around um, enough places as far as Southern Ontario goes in, in playing around and you see the communities that have the population in order to be able to host those kind of things. You know, having played in Guelph, having played in Kitchener, having played um, up north in Barrie and in Collingwood, and you can see that the the communities that have the population in order to be able to handle something like that. Um, New Market Aurora, I think, is actually a great choice because, you know, you have enough population up there, you have enough, you know... You have enough big houses up there to know that there's money up there in order to be able to to handle that. Um, you mentioned King, Ontario, like a, a kind of King City area. And it's a smaller area, but there is money up there, which is, you know, as, as much as this is a semi-pro league and it's not the driving factor of things, you still need the people out there to, in order to be able to, to go Again, Aurora New Market, absolutely. But you don't want to uber concentrate as far as teams in a small area, right? That's why I say Niagara Falls maybe not so much because you have St. Catharines and that's really like maybe a 15-20 minute drive depending on um weekend traffic and which routes you take. You know, it's close enough. And Niagara Falls, of course, being a, a very touristy area and not exactly the most, you know, regular, you know, not, the the population of Niagara Falls, you know, grows by season because of the nature of the city. It's a tourist town. Um, St. Catharines does make more sense. Yeah. Not just that. The when twenty twenty four starts, uh, we'll most and there is going to be League One Alberta. To have their inaugural season, regular season, they just did their exhibition, and now they are, they're also looking for more more teams to be in there. That's going to be so five teams already, right there. You bring and we could bring up that they've already announced three teams in a league in that league two Ontario. It, the whole big market in League One Alberta, it's always been Edmonton out and in Calgary. You don't usually see that much in uh, League One Alberta, the Albertan market out of those cities. Yeah, I mean, right now, League, League One Alberta, you're looking at Edmonton BTB, Calgary Foothills, uh, Calvary FC under 21, Edmonton Scottish, and St. Albert Impact. And uh, again, with Alberta, you're dealing with a, a, a bit of a smaller footprint as far as um, geography goes. So there is that possibility. But the, to that token, you also have your population very, very... Um, 
you know, almost clustered into the Edmonton and Calgary areas. And you have to think that they're going to have, you're going to have to tap some of those smaller markets in order to be able to, um, expand Alberta. But I think, I think it's smart to start with a smaller league. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see where they decide to expand to. Yeah. So 2024 regular season for league one, Alberta, and hoping we see some announcements for League One Alberta and see how the promotion relegation system goes for for the League One Ontario. And that's full time of the Red Leaf card. I'm your host, Jacob. Subbing out.